What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. Well, boys, this is um, an honor to have the fellas from Talking Scotch, our boys Callum Kerr, Chris Andrucci, also known as Foreign Wallen. <laughs> um, super, super stoked to have you boys um, on the pod. And we had a good time last night over at Live Oak. Which did you guys know what you were getting into when I told you when I put talking scotch on the flyer or because we've talked about having having like all you all you Scottish fellas playing and around together where you guys can all have, have some fun. But I think you all killed it last night. It was a fucking good time. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. And uh, not really. We didn't really know what to expect there. I, I knew we were going to play some songs. And then as soon as I saw you were like, yeah, you're ready to shoot the shit. And I'm like, <laughs> well, let's get fucking drinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually we're a lot more like fucked up before we get on stage. And that last night was like, we kind of got there, what, like an hour before. Yeah. So yeah, usually we're a little bit more fucked up. So when you said, just go up there and shoot the shit, we're like, right. Three Jamesons, <laughs> three, each. Three Jamesons each. Couple of beers, and uh, obviously we had the case of case of beer in the back as well. So we yeah, we, we were kept lubricated yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and I tried to <laughs> always be lubricated. Um, always so lubed, I, up, me always lubed up. So I try. I, I tried to give you guys some ammo early because I had heard that there was a, an English fella over in the side, and I feel like that kind of. That loosened me up a little bit. The sworn enemy. <laughs> the sworn enemy. But, but then we we were like, oh, it's the sworn enemy. And he just sat there like. He had, a, he had a stupid hat on. He had like a fedora hat on. I was like, dude, you fucking English. Yeah, if you're Bastard. listening to this right now, your hat's stupid, bro. I know. And I was like, I feel bad for picking on yeah. you because his my, hat was my, so I, weird. My favorite line that you guys had last night was like, let's give it up for freedom. Mel fucking Gibson. Yeah. I was like, I love that bit. I love the Braveheart shout um, out. I may have been a little bit stoned at one point. Oh, yeah. That's, right, when, yeah. It, that's when it came oh, out. Dude, but. that's the best, though, dude. That's the connection right there between America and Scotland. Freedom. Mel Gibson. Freedom. Yeah, Mel Gibson. So, yeah, the, yeah, he's the Patriots to Mel and, Gibson, and, he, and yeah. he's brave for well, it. Well, we we both fought back, and the, the English took over both of us for a little while, but the Americans eventually took their land back. We had a vote, like, what was it? How many years ago? Twenty sixteen. Well, almost ten years ago now, and wow. uh, fifty two to forty eight voted. They were like, "Nah, let's just stay with the Union." <laughs> we were like, folk were like. 
are you the guys that voted against your own freedom? And I'm like, it's not like that, all right? But I, I mean, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, what's, so I've never been out of the country and I'm from New York. So usually like, I have, I've had a passport forever, but I've never left the country. Wow. Holy shit. But funny enough, so my, I have cousins, um, my, co- <laughs> my, my aunt Krista, my uncle Ted, my cousins Reese and Kaylee, they bounced all around. So they started out in Arkansas. The original, my aunt's from Maine, my uncle's from Arkansas, and uh, it's my dad's sister. And they got moved around a bunch because my uncle worked in paper mills. So they were in, um, in, in Massachusetts, then Arkansas, or Arkansas, then Massachusetts. They left Massachusetts, and he got sent to Scotland. And oh, they lived shit. seven years in Scotland. Do you know where in Scotland? I, I don't. I'd have to look on their fucking Facebooks. My, co- my cousin Kaylee is actually engaged to a guy named Ian, who she met in, I know, generic fucking, <laughs> know, fucking Ian. UK name. Ian. That's, that's my Ian. uncle. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like just like there's Matt's and there's Nick's over here. It's like, it's like Ian is just oh, yeah. a very Scottish, proper kind of name. But, Ian. but they, spent, they spent years over theirs, and then they came back and moved to Virginia. And um, so their accents are all fucked up. Like some words they say, they have a dog named Angus. Of course. Little, little mutt, little little wiry fella. Um, but they, they um, my cousin Kaylee and her, and her fiance now live in London, but I know they go up to Scotland a lot and all of that shit. There's a lot of um, like history of the, of the Scots and Irish coming over to the, to the East Coast. So like, it's, it's funny when you look at a map of like, well, I went to North Carolina for a little bit to, to go to school and, you see all these counties and towns and stuff, and I'm like, that's a fucking place where I grew up. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes yeah. from my home in Scotland, and it's like the same name town. And then I started to really look into it, and all up down the East Coast, like Virginia's got loads of like Scottish like heritage and all that kind of um, Appalachian mountain, mountain range and stuff is Bro, all Scottish. In Alabama, one of the, the, cap, the big city in Alabama is Birmingham, and then yeah. next to it is Leeds, and it's like all <laughs> fucking... English, English, um, Scottish, like there is a lot of that kind of influence. When did you guys get over stateside? Because I can tell by your accents, you didn't spend, you didn't grow up here. You definitely no. grew up, <laughs> grew up, grew up overseas in, in the cold, rainy climate of, it seems like it's cold and rainy over there all the time. Is it? It's pretty cold and rainy. I mean, we get, we get a good summer every once in a while and it's probably only for like a month. A couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> really. Was, let's not talk it up too much. And the beach is just packed those three days, right? Oh, Everybody 100%. goes. It can be like 65 degrees and the beach is absolutely flooded with people. Well, they call it taps off. So it tops off. Everyone, so if, it's, if it gets over like a certain temperature, even if it's still cold here, you guys would be wearing hats and gloves here. And we've got people like shirtless on the beach in Scotland, yeah, oh. like drinking and getting fucked up. And it's like fucking. The Scots go mentally for a bit of sunshine. It like changes the whole atmosphere. Like we go from like, sarcastic kind of sh- like kind of uh, I, I don't miserable know what you say. bastards miserable I, that's a bit that's an easy way but miserable old bastards and you know we're very sarcastic a lot of time spent in the pub as soon as the sun comes out you've got people like shirtless at the at the ice cream shop at 11am <laughs> on a Tuesday there's folk walking down the street with a couple of open cans of beer in their hands shirtless beetroot red because they're, they're not used to the sun over there yeah. so they immediately burn and uh, the whole place is just like mayhem. You get like everyone's got their little mini disposable barbecues on the beach, and it's just like there's always a, a fight, party. isn't there? It's always fighting. I feel yeah. like there's always a fight. You guys, Scottish folks, you guys get wild. Yeah, you get mate. a bit rowdy. Ray's rowdy from time to time. Yes, Ray's yeah. rowdy. Exactly on brand. Um, and I feel like we're you, like the tame ones, to be honest. Like, we're <laughs> yeah, you're domesticated because you've been over here, yeah. which is funny that you come to Nashville and that kind of slows you down. That tells you about 
how how wild it can be out there in Scotland because you guys tolerance for for booze is a lot higher over there. Like I feel like a, I feel like if I'm at a bar with with, a, with an Irishman or or somebody from Scotland or whatever, somebody that's a foreigner, they will out drink a lot of the folks that we have over here. You know, it's not anything to be proud of, but it is something like I've I've been back to your original question. Like I've been coming to America on and off for like four years. But I've been in Nashville for about just under two now. Um, and that's one thing I did notice when I went to college here is like, it was pretty drastic. Like I, I was just kind of getting going. Like my, my cogs were just starting to turn on like a Friday night and then people were like passing out and shit. And I was like, dude, we've not even went to the bar yet. I'm like, and like, there's, there's, it's a blessing and a curse. Like I never really touch wood. Don't really embarrass myself because I can handle my alcohol. But then there's also like, I go out and I'm going to spend a lot more money than some people that just go out for a few drinks. So it's a kind of win, 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 and a win lose, you know. Yeah. What What have you found? You've been here for much longer than me, haven't you? Yeah, we uh, we do a lot more volume. I think, like obviously, with pints, even our pints are two ounces more than than your, than yeah. your pints. Really? Yeah. So it's like I don't know. It doesn't feel like much, but the glass just looks so much bigger. And growing up playing rugby, like you you don't get away with anything. Like if you have two drinks in your hand. You got to drink one, sink one. You know, if you're du <laughs> you're double parked, basically. If you drink, we we used to do this thing called Buffalo Rules. Buffalo, you, yeah. You remember you Buffalo Rules? You drink with your left hand. You have to drink. Oh, you. Yeah, we, we did it round the clock. So if if the minute hand is between twelve and six, you got to drink with your right hand. And as soon as it goes to like thirty one <laughs> minutes past the hour, you got to change it to your left hand. So so if you're caught with two drinks in your hand, someone's like, he's double parked down one. If you drink the one with the wrong hand, you got to drink another one. Oh. So you're just like people are just constantly passing you drinks, and like now every time I go, I've slowed down. So now, even though we drink a lot here, but like when I go back home, I'll be like this much through a fucking massive ass fucking stein of beer. And they're like, what are you doing? You're double parked. There's another one. And then you've bought someone else around. And all of a sudden you've got like four fucking pints of beer. It's like a hundred ounces of beer. And folk are like, darn it, darn it, you fucking dick. The lads get on to you. It's, yeah, and they'll do it to your girl as well. Oh, like, yeah, I've really? Yeah, I've taken like... Uh, my my ex was American. I took her back, and she uh, she got hammered. So all these all these Scottish guys were like fucking forcing her down her pants. Double park, double yeah. park. It's, I mean, a big part of it, I think, as well, is that it is cheaper here to uh, sorry cheaper back home. Sorry to yeah. to drink in Scotland, um, and and you know the the difference is you guys do a lot of shots. So we we'll do we'll maybe do a shot every now and then. It's like one tequila or two tequilas throughout the night. Whereas here it's like every time you go into a bar, especially playing as regular as like I do, like you end up drinking shots all the time. And that's the only thing that I don't, I can still like handle myself, but I'm just like, like blackout, like just you'd, talking to people. And you'd, you'd rather, yeah. you'd rather enjoy the cocktail than throw it down. You'd rather throw For back sure. beers yeah. than throw back. Yeah. And the shots get expensive here too, dude. The Nashville drink prices get out of hand. Well, it's like you can spend like $13 on a shot at Losers, you know? And like we frequent the place pretty fucking often. It so. was not that way when I moved here. Losers, like Midtown was the spot where you didn't pay premium prices for drinks because it was all of us local motherfuckers, you yeah. know? Because it was the, the folks that are in music that, that can't afford the drinks on Broadway. Mm -hmm. That's why we went to Midtown. But now it's like... Losers is just it's it's as, it's like going to Broadway. It's a tourist spot, mm -hmm. which is great for you guys to play music because you're you're making more in tips. You have a packed bar. You're meeting all kinds of different people at Losers. It's it's wild over there. Yeah, it's good fun. I mean, I'm very grateful for for that gig. And you know, people asked me the other week, they're like, "How did you get that?" And I was like, 
I don't fucking know, actually. I just kind of fell into it. Be, just being here. I mean, being here and yeah. showing up. Like, I think I covered somebody's gig for them, and then they were like, we'd love you to come and play. And then, like, a year down the line, I got the band thing. Um, I just had a random thought. I drove past it. You know Broadway Brewhouse, the one that's on the corner? Yeah, Mojo, just goes, yeah. It's now opening back up as it, a different thing. Yeah. The grand opening is on, like, the 11th, which is tomorrow. I wonder if they're going to have the... Um what the hell are they call the bushwhackers over oh, there? Do you like those? I or love the, the bushwhacker. But like the bushwhacker? We, we say, I say bush. See, when I try and order a bush light in America, <laughs> people are like, what the fuck are you saying? And I'm like, bush. And then bush, I look like I'm man. having like a stroke sometimes as well because I wear a retainer. So like... Oh, so you're, you're already playing I'm already, at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's already hard to fucking I'm disabled. It. I'm vocally disabled. <laughs> That's fucked up, sorry. Hey, do you have any good uh, John Daly stories, being at Losers as much as you uh, are? I've only parted with them once, and talking about people that can drink, that guy can fucking drink. Like, he's just pounding back, like, Crown and Cokes or Jack and Cokes. There's whiskey Cokes, and it's just, like, every, every like, five minutes, there's another drink and, going and down. And something I love about Daly as, as being a, a, a longtime smoker, um, back in the day, you could smoke in losers in the whole the whole building. And no whisk winners, you could smoke right behind the stage, like that indoor when you make a left in the winners at Whiskey Jam. You used to be able to just rip cigs in there. That was how it was when I moved here about five years ago. Wherever John Daly is and whatever Aaron Lewis is, they are the smoking section. They're in. So you're, they're, John Daly comes to your apartment, lights up a cigarette. He, he's, it's the smoking section now. Like wherever Daly is, he can legally smoke. That's why I think he flies private and he and he drives around in his, his bus because yeah. he can smoke a cigarette and and do a shot and drink his Crown and Cokes wherever the fuck he wants. Uh, th- there's some really cool perks of like being being at that level of fame. So my whole goal is not to get a number one. It's just so I can fucking rip a dart somewhere. <laughs> you know, I need a cigarette while well, I'm doing it right here, right now, bitch. <laughs> and, and then how did you end? So I, I met you through John Haywood. John Haywood, yeah. John Haywood at the local one night. That was ages ago. That man. was that was right in the heart of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like. I want to say 2021. I want to say yeah, it was I, 21. I, I so came that, through Mexico twice in order to get here. Um, you what? Yeah, I did like two, actually, yeah. yeah I you did, had to I, come through Mexico? Yeah. So you, you were part of that immigration down down uh, south? Yeah, I mean, I was white. But we're like, smuggling yeah. in Scottish guys through <laughs> the south border. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck is this guy? This guy's the biggest, most obvious mule ever. <laughs> I look so fi- white as well. Everyone else is like 5'6". <laughs> <laughs> Toolbox in their hand and I'm he's going there with his guitar. Big, big, big bird holding the guitar. <laughs> I'm going, ole, como estes? Like saying it all wrong and how, shit. How much time did you spend in Mexico? A month. Uh, I did two weeks. So the rule was I couldn't fly directly as a United Kingdom national. You couldn't fly directly into the US during COVID. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get to America. But I had to go through Cancun for two weeks over spring break. <laughs> So I did there, and I just partied in an all-inclusive resort, got to Nashville, spent three months here, came back for two weeks or a month, and then did the whole thing again to Mexico and did it. And then I got my visa eventually. So. Did you Did you leave the resort? Yeah. Well, what's, I've heard, I've never been to Mexico, I've heard you, you don't fucking leave the resort in uh, Cancun. Like shit Cancun can get was wild. okay. I, I, that was the second time I'd been. But, uh, you know, it's like everywhere. You take a wrong turn or you go looking for... Bad coke or whatever, you're gonna get into trouble. Nose beers, yeah. I did. I can't say no to a nose beer, yeah. I mean, anyway, 
I keep distracting the conversation. So when, because did you come here first or were you in another spot in the United States? First? Yeah, I was, I lived in Austin, Texas. I was kind of back and forth from there to London. So I was in Austin. Uh, I was with a girl out there, but I'd, I'd gone there before that. I don't know why. I was just kind of like 17 and I was like, well, fuck staying in Scotland and, you know, doing nothing. I want to see the world. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was looking for jobs <laughs> and I was originally aiming for California because I was like, I'm thinking about getting into acting. The I went to this job fair and all the all the like jobs that were available in California just had huge lines because obviously everyone just thinks of like Hollywood and you know the beach and Venice and shit like that. Meanwhile, from from a from an American's perspective, <clears throat> more people are leaving the state of California than any other state mm -hmm. in the country. Like nobody totally. wants to fuck. But funny enough, they're going to Austin. So you went to the exactly the second best, the second closest thing to California, well, Austin, Texas. That was like 2011 <laughs> or something like that. Oh wow! So like people were still thinking that California was Mecca, and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered waiting in those lines. And I just turned to the left, and there was like this sports camp that they were like, do you want to teach kids how to play sports? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? No one had lined up for that ball one. or something. What, what, were you, what were you coaching them? So I literally I sat down and the guy was like, "Here's your uh, hiring." I was like, "Do you not want to interview me or anything?" He was like, "Nah, you're in, but <laughs> you're, you're in. Just get ready. It's gonna be 110 degrees for three months." And I was like, "Sounds perfect." Jumped in there and then I, you know, I was I loved that was just outside Austin. Loved Austin. Was there for like seven years on and off in between acting jobs in the UK and Europe. And then I did a TV show called Monarch, which was like a country music TV show. Yeah. And everyone I worked with was from Nashville. We filmed it in Atlanta, but everyone I worked with was from Nashville. And I was like, there's gotta be something to Nashville. Cause all I'd heard before was it was like, you know, bachelorette parties and cheesy, like, you know, bad impersonators of country artists. Dude, I came here and I was like, well, I've got to move here now. This is fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is what I kind of wanted Austin to be with like the music stuff. Yeah. Like the collaborations, the like the drinking, the networking, like, you know, you just, you walk outside, you know, we're in, you know, this apartment right now. I live upstairs. <laughs> You're surrounded by talent and it's just, there's, there's, a lot of, there's, there's an energy, there's, well. an, there's an energy to it. And there's energy to other American cities. Like I'm from New York. There's a lot of fucking energy up there, but it's just, it's a different kind of energy. There's yeah. such a creator's vibe here in Nashville for all kinds of shit. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I think I get, People asking a lot back home, they're like, why could you not just go to London and do music down there? It's like, has London not got a music scene? And I'm like, yeah, it does. But like, they're closing down bars or stopping live music in venues in Scotland and, and across the UK. And I'm like, you're never going to find somewhere where you can go and play a writer's round, get paid good money to play music and entertain mm. people and like walk out your front door and hang out with like a famous person. And they're like, cool. Send yeah. me your song or whatever. You know? And meet other creators, like the folks that you guys have probably met in your time here, in your short time here. To totally. To, what, you, would, you wouldn't find that in London. Well, totally I mean, not. London is not a music city. It's just where the music happens to be in the UK. So it's like London's a, it's like New York. There's business, there's banking, there's fine, you know. Lots of trains. trade trains. <laughs> Lots of trains. You come to Nashville, it's very clear. No trains in Nashville. No, no, no trains. trains. There's train tracks. I've never seen, a, I've only ever seen a couple of yeah. trains and they're just stopping so traffic. They, so they have them, but they, they've been voting to extend them or whatever. Like there's been a vote the last few years. And what, they, what they're worried about is, like, if you go down to Williamson County, like where Franklin's at and, like, mm. Brentwood and the nice area where we all want to end up one yeah. day, you yeah, know, where all the stars right live. Yeah, that's where you want to be. No fucking problems. Gas is, like, over – gas is, like, almost four bucks, you know. It's, it's the, 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 the place where you want to end up. But um, they don't want the fucking – they don't want there to be access from – 
downtown to that. Mm. But how uh. great would it be if you just had a rail system, a mass transit system that could run along 65 or 40? It would eliminate so much of our traffic. It would be great if, like, I was thinking about that with, like, um, like if I was living in London and I need to go up to Edinburgh, which is home, it's like an eight-hour drive, or I can get on the train, it's four hours. So, like, imagine we could get to, like, Atlanta in two hours. Oh, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, all the kind of other major cities. That would be so much easier. Yeah. You know? Something's got to give in Nashville, though, because, like, it's so hard to get around now. And I, I, I even, even like, the the Taylor Swift weekend that we just had. Oh, they, yeah. They, you they, boys were here for that. I was down in Key West, so I, yeah. I avoided oh, it. I, I was, I can't I was believe partying it. down in Key West for a week. I'm jealous. <laughs> I couldn't go this year. But, um, but obviously, there was half a million people almost in Nashville, and they tried to, the, the traffic department, whatever you want to call them, tried to, like, make it somewhat, like, close off roads and, and figure some sort of transport route or route out, as you guys say here, and... It was fucking fucked up. Like, you couldn't get anywhere. Like, yeah. you got to eat to get picked up from anywhere. You had to be, like, 10th Avenue, like, up from Broadway and stuff. Like, I walked everywhere because yeah. I was drinking and playing. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting an Uber. Ubers were, like, $45 for, like, an eight-minute ride. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. If there was a train or a bus, I'd, you'd even use it. You know? yeah. And you know what else was going on this weekend here, right? So it was Taylor Swift, but there was also... Chris, yeah. Chris and Cal at Winners, that was a big one. Yeah, Chris and Cal at Winners, yeah, that was a big one. Marquee <laughs> event of the weekend, the boys, the Scotch boys. Um, Janet Jackson at Bridgestone, so that was a sold-out oh, show. Um, you had Trevor Noah at the Ryman. You had, yeah. I believe, another show at the Ryman, and then all three of the major colleges here. Whiskey Myers as well yeah. was playing. Yeah, Whiskey Myers was at Ascend. Then you, had, um, you also had um, Tennessee State. Belmont and Lipscomb all having their graduation commencements oh, that shit. weekend. And Oprah, Oprah, yeah. Oprah was the fucking speaker at Tennessee Tigers. State. No way. So you had all of that going on on top of the stadium shit. And then the weather that came in Ooh, on Sunday, yeah. bro. That was Beautiful. bad. I, I just, someone sent me uh, one of the tweets from, from Nissan Stadium and it was like, yeah, we're undercover, and I, I went on and looked at the replies, and it was just, like, so many people trying to be in, like, the concourse area. 70,000 yeah. in the concourse. But, like, think about it. That, that stadium isn't built for the, the people on, the, on, like the, on, the, on the pitch either. Yeah. So, like, everybody was crammed in. I was like, yeah. there'd be young people having panic attacks and yeah. shit. Oh and I was God. like, fuck that. Yeah, could you imagine being, like, an old, heavyset person? With no. your kids, like imagine, yeah. imagine being the the grandma or the grandfather taking their their grandchildren to see Taylor Swift, and you're in that shit. Like fuck, yeah, that. absolutely not. That's why. But she came out and played. I had a um, one time that I um, experienced weather at a concert. It's actually with the 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 um, the the, patri the, um, the patriarch saint of country music in the UK, Mr. Garth Brooks, yep. who without Garth, I don't think there, there are guys like yourself coming over here doing this country music thing. I saw Garth at Yankee Stadium in New York City. Wow. And it, and it poured rain and it was thundering with perfect thunder rolls right on brand for Garth. And he ended up coming out and playing the show at like one o'clock in the morning. I was there. I got on my train to go home at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I don't wow. tell her, but that's the, that's the thing. It's a, the, when you have that big of a show, you gotta, you gotta play it. Well, yeah, I saw him last year when he did the two Nissan Stadium yeah. shows, and I took my dad was in town. I took him for his birthday, and that was fucking sick. Like Garth is old, right? And he's running about the stage. Like I've seen 
Morgan. I've seen all these people live, and he was running around just as much as like Morgan Wallen does. with the headset. He doesn't. He, he needs. He needs his hands. <laughs> oh, does he? he, 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 he Britney Spears, Taylor yeah. Salesman. Dude, you know, yeah. he's always he's always had that. Britney Spears. Yeah, he's always had the, the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera shit. The neat, the in sync when they're dancing and stuff like. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Garth has always had that headset, and that's part Shit. of what's made him such a good entertainer because you can run around and fly when you don't got to worry about a mic and a mic stand. Yeah, totally. like, it's funny. It takes off it... like Peter Pan, you know? Oh, like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> over was... the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his left bollock just like, just, like <laughs> hanging out the fucking harness. <laughs> Some kid in the front's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Scarred for life. <laughs> the harness doesn't work. He's just teabagging everyone in the front. <laughs> oh, just dragging his nuts across the front row. Pull me up. Pull me up. <laughs> Some guy. He's like, oh yeah. And you know what they you know what they call him when that happens? They call him Girth Brooks. <laughs> Girth Brooks, yeah. So it's just like a, a chain of people holding on to cocks. Just so that's fucking weird. I'm might so, be, so might, be bad. I'm over. might be a different kind of show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you never know when uh, you mean to play? Garth. That yeah. gay bar. Can, you, can you imagine in some world that Garth Brooks is watching this just like for fuck's sake? So I've, I've, inter I've interviewed him twice, Have which you? was cool. Back back before I moved to Nashville when I was in college, they sent me as an intern at the radio station I later worked at. None of the people that were full-time people wanted to go, and they didn't, I think, know what it was going to be. It was the press conference announcing the Yankee Stadium show. So me being a yeah. young, being a, being a kid in college, I'm like, I fucking love the New York Yankees. I love country music. You're telling me you're going to send me on a train to go up to Yankee Stadium, hang out in the Yankee Stadium press room where like Derek Jeter and all those guys have been? I was like, sure, I'll take it. He was a really nice guy, really cool dude. And then I met him, I hung out with him in Jersey too when he did a show later on that tour. But I don't think he's, I don't know if he's watching this. I've been to this yeah. where he started. So his start came in, uh, have you guys been, have you guys been all around the country or have you guys been... Like in the in the states, fairly, fairly. Yeah. Like if you all, like if you all touched like the Midwest at all. Like have you guys been to Oklahoma or Nebraska, like where there's nothing. I've been to Kansas. Okay, yeah, there's Wich nothing. Wichita. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful drive, but it's the most boring drive you'll ever do because well, it's, it's the flat as fuck. It's like you know your dog runs away from home and you can just see it running for miles. Oh miles. yeah, <laughs> come back. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> But he's, a, he's two states yeah. away, but it's fine. But you can still <laughs> see him. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, you can see. That you'll see, like, one tree just out in a field, and that tree could be, like, 100 miles away. But it's wow. all that's there. It's just so flat. You're yeah. like, to yeah. the girl, meet me under the tree. What one? <laughs> the 200 miles or the 300 miles? The, the one fucking tree in the state. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I went to the 300-mile one. Sorry, I'll see in two days. <laughs> Took a little detour. But, yeah, so Garth used to, he got his start at, um, at the place called the Tumbleweed in Stillwater, Oklahoma. He was a bouncer there. That's where he met met his met his wife, and he was the house band there. So it's like it's cool. Like I've gotten to go around and go to all these different venues. Like I've seen where Toby Keith started out in Denver, Colorado. You know, like different different spots. Like so for you guys, like going around. If like, you've been to Florida, and you've been to been both been to like California. Where have been like some of the like major American cities that you've been to? Have you guys done New York before? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I've never played in New York. I've done I've done probably over twenty states now. Um, I did a little tour after I was in college. I just played as many places like coffee shops and places. Yeah. I was getting paid under the table and stuff. So if the IRS sees this, don't come after me. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. The ca cash payment under oh, yeah. the table is the best. And, uh, but yeah, I did about 20 states. My favorite place to play um, is probably Chicago. You know uh Oh, Dave, uh, oh, you know Dave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He took us up there what, one time. What a perfect thing! The Irish and the and the Scotch coming together, and they those guys are like 
proper Irish. They're, they're still like have an accent. They're, they still wear like the Gaelic football shirts. And they're stuff. Yeah. off the fucking boat, bro. They're off the boat and they hopped on wow. something to get to Chicago because it's the middle of America. But yeah, Dave, his name on, on social media is Irish Dave. Like I'm, he's straight off the boat. Uh, I met him in Key West, not this year, obviously, but last year. And John Haywood was like, man, you got to meet this guy. He's from Ireland. And I was like, cool. And he's like, so in, in Scotland, there's in Glasgow, there's two main football teams, soccer teams, Celtic, who's traditionally the Catholic team, and Rangers, who's <laughs> traditionally the Protestant team. So it's like hatred. And, uh, uh, Real hatred. Really? Oh, street fights every time they play. Like hooligans and oh, shit? Yeah. yeah. And you oh, so, mental. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a bit lit in key west last year and all i hear is if you hit the fucking rangers clap your hands <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh, i must be tripping or something and then the next day he keeps and this guy's like hilarious so we became good friends yeah. and that's so i went up to chicago and played for them and they're just really good people they love country music and they just wanted to look after me like i wanted to go to a cubs game i've never been to a baseball game before major league baseball and they were like yeah do you got tickets already this guy will pick you up and drop you off and i was like brilliant it's really cool where's your favorite place that's cool i loved austin um but yeah i lived there um did you ever see the chicken man in austin i don't think so what's that so it's a homeless guy so austin has their famous homeless guys just like just new york like, just like new york and nashville and any any city it's fucked up but Chicken um, guy dude walks around in his underwear it was callum actually that's no. why i had to move <laughs> dude walks around in his, in, his, in his in his boxer briefs and he's got a rooster on his shoulder and he just runs around peeing on stuff. is it live the rooster live yeah the rooster's a real thing i bet i've seen him Kurt, at some point. curtis low yeah we call them you know what, but austin like traditionally it was always like the weird part of texas oh, so keep like, austin weird keep that's austin their saying. weird was their thing and uh i've probably seen them but like if you if you go down sixth street like you'll just see like random women walking around like with no brown and it's just like all feminist movement so you're just like that's mental and then but like you don't know if they're homeless topless or if they're like feminist they're proving a point topless or, yeah. or, or if they're and then those, or they just lost their shirt or, or they just lost their shirt or they're just a, you know six street hoes yeah getting yeah. fucking lit and you yes, know yeah. and then you know one of them will start fighting with like a random homeless guy and then like you know someone in a police officer's outfit but who isn't a police officer will jump in and you know all of a sudden like six street is mental so it was like a super fun place to like be introduced to the U.S. when I when I was living there. But dude, I loved like New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, I loved. I'm trying to think where. I mean, I like Florida, man. I like the uh, like Miami is like oh, so much fun. Miami's um, another world. I could live in Miami. I think I'm, it's sure, just I'm sure like, you could. I'm sure you yeah, could. They'd, they'd like you down there, Callum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to take my SPF 400. Yeah, yeah you Sunday. would. You motherfuckers probably burn like no other. <laughs> I yeah. don't really tan that well. I mean, if I'm in this, I used to go to Spain every year for like a three or four week vacation when I was growing up. And I, if you stay there long enough, eventually I do tan. But like, we, we call it Peely Wally back home in Scotland. That's just our skin color. We're just a bit Peely Wally white, you know, like chalk. Like you almost look a wee bit ill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't work out if it's jaundice or you're just from Scotland. It's one or the other, you know? Hey, so you were talking about Dave Kahneman. You know, he's the origin of where the raccoon came from and raised rowdy. Yeah, so it, he, he he's was the, telling he's me why, a lot why, about He's that. why we have the raccoon and all the raised rowdy stuff. Oh. So Dave and Nikki T became good buddies through through finding artists like Ashley McBride and Luke Combs and artists like that back in the day where they, they were internet friends. And sure. Dave had a pet raccoon. And... <laughs> 
Dave would send Nikki pictures of the pet raccoon. So Nikki made a Raise Rowdy Raccoon shirt for Dave and his kids to have as like, hey, Raise Rowdy with, with your raccoon on it. Raccoon, nice. raccoon ended up getting sick and they had to put it down. Now he has a squirrel. But um, Dave, Dave's the man. Dave is just a vibe. Is that bro. even legal? Well, I don't, I don't you just find it in his garden. And he's like, yeah. Dave, Dave, is the, Dave is the guy that will get shit done in Chicago. Like, he, oh, yeah. he knows everybody. When I was there for one day, one night with him when we were up, I was up there with Trey. I, I shook the hands of like five patrolmen from the city of Chicago. Oh, just shit. like, if you need anything, hit us up and it's all from just knowing dave like dave is the guy it's like it's it's he's, he's connected yeah, yeah. That, that whole bar is yeah. really cool because it's like all police and firemen and when i was there there was a, a funeral for someone that lost and chicago is pretty fucked up at the moment like yeah, it's, it's like a war zone up yes, there yeah i've just seen it on tiktok but uh they were all having a so i was playing there it was like a friday night they were doing the send-off for him and the guy was like do you mind saying if someone says a few words we're gonna pipe pipe his ashes in or something <laughs> so there was like bagpipes in the bar on a friday night and everyone was like crying and have their hands it was really emotional but it was a, an officer that was killed in yeah. the line of duty but um they're really good people up there but yeah, yeah. we should uh, we should actually go up there and play we've been you thinking two, about you two would be a hit up there yes. the place is called the emerald isle so oh, it yeah, is very been, yeah. yeah Emerald Isle, and he's got a spot that he puts you up in, like an apartment that's like oh, right above it or right around it. Right above it. We parted with that. Uh, I was there. We parted with Ben Chapman and all his. Oh band. boy, <laughs> what what a what a dynamic of the of Foreign Wallen, Chris Andrucci off the boat Scottish, partying with with the with the Southern hippie cowboy and and Ben Chapman and his uh, band. Yeah. That yeah. had to be a lot of fun. That's two worlds colliding yeah. right there. Well, so. Uh, Ben's drummer Dylan. Oh, Dylan's great. Uh, we he's played with me quite a few times at like oh, really? whiskey jams and okay, stuff. Yeah. So he, I usually use. He was one of the first drummers I met in town back in the day, and uh, he really like. He's he's the he's the reason that band is like so tight. Like they're such a good band, um, but like I know Ben likes to have a good time and yeah, he sure does. But like they they were they were like we parted maybe till like four or five o'clock in the morning and I'll, i remember i woke up and i was like oh my god and they were all like up showered this isn't like 10 they're ready to hit the road they were like we're going for pizza do you want to come and i'm like fucking <laughs> cotton <laughs> mouth like dry <laughs> shit like just we take it a little bit too far yeah of course i was the last one going to bed but uh, <laughs> yeah but they're really good dudes uh and that was a, a good thing but we've been talking about maybe doing like a duo thing at the end of this summer or maybe next year, where we go and play like the college towns or Dude, go up to the road, y'all yeah. would crush and promote the podcast as well. You know, Dude, talking scotch, the, the, talking scotch on the road, on the road. Yeah. yeah, dude. And so we, we just yeah. take all the podcast equipment with us, play. We uh, we played winners the other day, and uh, I mean, Chris has got like 12 hours worth of music, I've got like <laughs> an hour and a half, so we played for four hours. <laughs> By the end of it, I was just like ultimate guitar scrolling, <laughs> learning a song on the fly, and yeah. trying to play it live. The Nashville rehearsal no, in the yeah, moment exactly. on stage in front of exactly. Everyone. So, we're gonna we're gonna sharpen up those tools, and then uh, I think, yeah, start getting on the road and like getting the talking Scottish name out and about, but also just getting around the country and just seeing some shit, making some money, and you know, well, think about it like, how blessed are we to do things that we love, like whether it's podcast or hosting an event or music or acting or a combination of all three which is kind of what we're doing yeah. uh i mean take advantage of that like go and see the world and yeah. you know people are gonna pay and and if you're if you do a good job people appreciate that yeah have you guys been down to the florabama yet no, no. Okay. i really want to go down though. so we're gonna talk more after this and we haven't announced it yet it's a little bit of nugget we're gonna be announcing it in like the next couple of weeks 
We are doing a raised rowdy takeover of the floor of Bama in September. Oh, They're God. letting us book a oh, whole weekend. Clear the schedules. Clear the schedule. Wait, what, what weekend? September 15th. Oh, that's good. All right, my mom's getting married in France on the 3rd, so I'll be back oh, by then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bring her for the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Irish, yeah. Irish Dave, Dave Canavan and his whole crew from Chicago are coming down. Our buddy Josh. Is Shiner coming? Brilliant. You know yeah. Shiner? Yes, yeah. Shiner, Shiner's coming. My boy. Um, and then we've got... We've got uh, like Josh Terry and all those guys. So like the the, the, the very rowdy, yeah. So it's it's just gonna be a big big shit storm at the Floribama of all the raised rowdy folks. And like what's it's fun. They put it so when you play down there, they put you in a band house. So it's, they the, the place has four oh, basically like four venues, three yeah. or four three or four Matt right. Uh, Four, four venues. Matt's a long, as an Alabama guy, he's a longtime veteran of the Florabama. He's had many nights he doesn't remember uh, at the Florabama. <laughs> um, they put you in a band house that sleeps everybody that's playing there. So it's like a big, like, college frat house of all the, ba- of all the acts Holy that are shit. there. So it's fun. And it's directly across the street. So it's like easy access from the bars and everything from, from the venue. So the venue is a massive bar. It's called the Floribama. Oh yeah. And okay. half of it is on the Florida line. Half of it's on the Alabama line. You, 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 you the business is on the Florida line for tax reasons. You know, it's more affordable gotcha. business in Florida yeah, than Alabama, gotcha. but it's, it's just a wild time. That would be a great place for talking. Yeah. Scott. You guys up there play and they're known for their bushwhackers. The bushwhackers are like, well, I'm sold. Thing. How do you make like this be, happen? Yeah. Martin, yeah. Oh, yo, dude, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki T's going to be watching. Watching this review and he's like, our, we like executive produce each other's podcasts. So like, oh, I watch idea. his that he does with Kurt, and then he watches mine. And then we we co we help out with the DJs and the and the um, the NASCAR one that we have. Which yes, last night was fun too because we had the DJs. I think you guys had to get up to losers. Well, I did. He. You were yeah, yeah. I was I was just packing up. Yeah, my yeah the, de- the, the oh yeah, yeah you're fucking moving. Move, yeah. Where, where are you moving to? So I'm staying. My house will still be in Nashville, but uh, I'm going to the Czech Republic for a month to film a, a TV show called. Well, I can't actually say what it's called, but I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, these TV shows like they think so many people. In fact, you know, what? I'm going to take that back because I say they think so many people will be interested, but actually, I looked up my character name online, and there's like all these Reddit threads of like, who do you think's which actor do you think is going to be cast? Oh, so you got a big role. I mean, it's... It's on Amazon, isn't it? The show? Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. And uh, <laughs> the... So the... Oh, fuck, I'm like, how much can I say about it? Fuck it. So the, the series is based on novels. And the character is in the novels, but he's just being introduced in this season, which is season three. But in the novels, he's quite a big character. So I don't know. I've only got a little bit right now. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. uh, I think throughout the next few seasons, he kind of like, you know, finds his feet. Like, well, he grows a character, yeah, because, I mean, if they're basing it on the novels, he's like quite an integral part of the story. Yeah, but then so. you have like like Game of Thrones kind of varies from the novels. Yeah. Like there's certain shows where the where the adaptation, the, the visual adaptation isn't always what the book has. But I'm hoping for you, dude. It's You're, you're the main fucking star. We'll see, man, because it's, it's great. It's, the one annoying thing is that it's in Prague, so I'm like, if it was anywhere in the States, I could just get back here if I needed to, but like, I'm, you know. But perks of the job, like you're getting to live in Czech Republic, like is, it's is, a really cool part of it, Europe. Is yeah. Prague nice? Is that a cool... Prague's place? beautiful, yeah. It's like most it's a lot of people's favorite city in Europe. Really? Yeah, because it's like okay. it's, it's got all the culture of like Paris and you know Milan and and all those uh, Germany and 
um, really Belgium nice river bed, like river that runs right through the city center, and yeah. um, architecture is really cool. And also, it's like fifty cent for like a pint of beer. Oh, yeah. so it's a party. Oh, oh yeah. So Prague. Yeah. What city in Europe parties the hardest? Because I've always heard like Barcelona Ooh. and Madrid. I've heard that Spain takes the cake for that. Spain's a good time. I would say Berlin. So like Berlin, yeah, they get weird. It's as well. really weird. They it's get like, weird. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a big like. Uh, unique place so we went it's a very big like rave scene so a lot of like ecstasy or whatever you want to take but there's so also a lot of, like the like the like the oons, oons, yeah oons, yeah, like boom, yeah. Boom, 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 and kind shit. of weird shit yeah. but like they party 24 hours a day like the clubs the clubs just go on for like day parties and stuff oh they don't close they're, yeah and they're all like abandoned like uh power stations and stuff it's really cool but it's hard they're all hard to get into but uh there's also clubs that i walked into a place called kit kat at the time and it was me and two of my friends. I wonder we were, what this is going to be. No. A place I, called Kit Kat. And I, I hand over my ID. I know it sounds it's fucking obvious at the time what was going And I hand over my ID and they take your phone off you. You put it in a sealed bag and put it behind like the desk. So we're stood there and I give my phone in and I'm like, right, that's it. A guy with a fucking gimp mask walks in past me and I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, all right, maybe it's like a bachelor party or something. The next thing we all... We get fucked up and we're partying and doing all that damn like weird yeah. shit that I actually don't like but I was techno. just there yeah techno and uh, I turn around I lose my friends and I'm like what the fuck so I like kind of start wandering the depths of this like old abandoned like place oh so it's like multiple rooms yeah, and shit there's people fucking everywhere there's like people oh, doing like no. serious I'm, like I get doing recreational party drugs but like they're like weird shit like and yeah. I'm stood there and I start having like a panic attack and I'm like and where's my friends and I look over in the far corner my mates get shirt off just like fucking <laughs> party boy on the po podium and I'm like right I think it's time to go Kit Kat Kit Kat oh, yeah. yeah Berlin's nuts because that was bit, that was where the wall was in, yeah. in Germany so like Half of it was on the European side, half of it was on like the Russian USSR, you know, communist side. So you got like so much rebellion on the communist side for people who weren't allowed to party. So they'd build so like underground still, raves. They're still coming out of like their party scene because it was the underground and the underground totally. is always wilder than yeah, mainstream. So it's rebellious and they still have that. And now it's like known for that. That's like where you go for like mad techno, crazy, you know, fetish clubs and like mm -hmm. fucking, you get people. <laughs> when I was there, there was, uh, I went to a similar place and uh, we were, what? I, I was working out there. I was, I was working with this, uh, it was like in between acting jobs and I was working at this tech firm that they paid me to do basically nothing. And one of the things I had to do was go speak at this conference in Germany. And they were like, you're an actor, right? Can you speak for us? Because, you know, I'm in an office with all these like really smart, but really socially awkward people. I was yeah. like, sure. They, so they flew me to Germany and me and one of the guys were like going to all those clubs similar to you. And we went in one of them and there's this woman who was hanging from like the, like a like a roof podium. Like the roof was super high because it was a big warehouse, but a big steel beam and then this big wooden platform. And she was hanging on it through hooks through her skin. Oh, and her she was skin? like spinning. Yeah, she was like spinning like a fucking thumbelina. That's fucked <laughs> up. And they were through her skin. But she was that was like part of her act. That's what she does, yeah. Yeah, and there's fire people, you know, breathing fire and like uh you know women with heels like this high like with a guy on a leash and like just that reminds mad a guy shit. on a leash oh, yeah, it's, it's fucking yeah. weird like to get into berlin clubs a lot of the time it's like you have to wear like all black 
you have to like have a kind of edgy look. It's right. like a weird vibe. You can't go with your Hollister shirt and your oh, fucking no. chinos. You <laughs> no, know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you get, like a jean shirt or something. What's, you know, like, what, what? So Berlin is wilder than Amsterdam. Oh well, there's another big party. Amsterdam, as an Amer- speaking as an American who's never been out of the country, all I hear about is Amsterdam, Amsterdam, red light district, drugs, red light district, drugs. If you're a big smoker, Amsterdam's really cool. Um, but like, I've I've just heard a lot of stories. Like, even my friends who are like big smokers and they they take mushrooms and space cakes, whatever you want to call them, and like they've all got like crazy experiences just from like they'll go there and because it's legal. They're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll take the strongest space cake because we were like smoke a lot and like they have like serious like fucking delusional trips and stuff and like <laughs> one of my friends, he was with his girlfriend. I'm not gonna name him, uh, but they they they'd never really smoked or anything before and they were like, let's just try a space cake and they were like, they got it and they thought like people were trying to kill them and stuff. They were just having a really bad time oh, and. No. He was getting water in the hotel, and he kept trying to fill up the glass. And he was like, <laughs> "Like he thought that he thought the glass was so full." And apparently, he walked through, and his girlfriend was like, "Dude, relax. There was only like that much water in the glass." But he thought it was so full, and he was yeah. trying not to spill it. Oh, and I was shit. like, "That just sounds a horrible time." But if you don't if you don't overdo it, then I'm sure it's a great time. So if I were to leave the country, because you guys have been to been to other countries, you guys have you guys done Canada? I've never done Canada. Nah, I was no. I was one year old. I think I was in Canada. Okay, but you've done but you've done, Mex- you've done Mexico. Yeah. And all. So if I'm leaving the country for the first time, where do I gotta go? Definitely Europe. I think it's a good like because a lot of people will still speak English. Well, I don't know if you would say the same thing, but I think like like it's safe for the most. You know, every city's got its you know rough areas and stuff, but it's safe. It's you can travel cheap. It's like super cultural, but it's also not so different. Whereas like you know, because if you do. <laughs> I've never been, but if you were to, I don't know, go to China for the first time out of your country, oh, you'd be, be like, oh, the rest I'd, of the world is mental. Yeah, I'd, I'd, at least they yeah. smoke over there. You, you fit in there. They <laughs> smoke like chimneys. Baby oh, steps, dude. you know, baby yeah. steps. <laughs> Top three countries for, for Matt Burrell to, to visit in Europe? Spain's got to be one, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Scotland. Oh. Why was that not number one? Well, because Spain's, Spain's got great food and great, better weather. Spain is uh, Spain, yeah. Better women, better weather, better food. Better, anyway, don't, talk better about my mo- don't talk about my mother like that. No, she's one of the few gems, don't worry. Um, honestly, Scotland, Spain. Greece, maybe. Greece is, Greece I've is never good. been to Greece, I've, but it's beautiful. I've had a lot of friends go to Greece recently, and Greece they're like, dude, nuts, they man. do it different there. Yeah. Like Greece, like like the the cities in Greece. Because I have family. My cousin is um, on his, my, um, my aunt's. My, my uncle, he passed away when I was young, but they were from Cyprus. So, like, the island that the Turks just constantly invaded and shit. And the Turks, yeah. the Tur- there seems to be, like, certain countries in Europe that just kind of fuck things up. Like, Britain just being one of up. them. Yes, Britain, <laughs> Britain, the Turks, the Russians. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there just seem to be those. And obviously, we do our fair share over here in the States, going to places, but whatever. Um, but I've always heard that Greece is just awesome. What, yeah, one other place I would re- you like Italian food? Being from New York, yeah, I guess, yeah, bro, you love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, like the Amalfi Coast is really, really, really nice. Where's, where's the Amalfi Coast? It's, it's. I can't remember if it's on the west coast of Italy. I think it's like. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, west coast Mediterranean. I think, but it's like it's so like cliff edge villages. Uh, you know, right on the water, fresh seafood, Italian food. It's yeah. just really cool. Like uh, Portofino gets a really good name. Positano, all these places. Um, they're just so picturesque. It's like little painted houses on a cliff and yeah. they're just really really unique places do you, do you have a girlfriend 
I do. I'm yeah, that's Erin. You guys know her. Oh, yeah, oh, Aaron, yeah. yeah. So, and, and Aaron's been, wor- but she's been. She, she told travels. me she was single. No. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, I mean, I feel like every girl's gonna tell you that they're single when no. they meet you, Callum. That just fucking Shut happens, up. brother. I know. I'm just kidding. I, I yeah, I didn't never ever put two and two together. Yeah, it's, re- it's a recent thing. It's okay, recently. Yeah, yeah, cool. But she's like, she's going over to London soon um, for that for the um, Luke Combs or no the, the Titans, Titans game. game yeah, Titans she told game. Me that too. Oh, yeah, so yeah, she's going over for that. I don't think I'm gonna go to that, but she's been saying like we're gonna get you traveled a bit yeah so i'm planning on trying to go out and with with her wherever you know well definitely those places would be great with her you know italy and greece and like very romantic but also i mean like just as a new place like greece is i'm trying to think it's kind of like it's almost like italian spanish culture but it just seems to be like a little bit further out it seems to be like a little bit more like just heaven well it's like a six hour flight from from Scotland to get to, to get to to get to Greece somewhere in Greece and then like so that's 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 two hours mo- two hours more and I could be in, in Nashville flying from London wow so you're pretty far you're pretty far east yeah. and it's down in a little pocket in in the Mediterranean that's just like really a slice of heaven you know as you said yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. Do, the, do the French suck as much as everybody makes them out to be? I've always heard that the French are just... Like, with my cousins, like I told you about, Kaylee and Reese, they were in Scotland, and then they got sent to... They, my uncle got, got sent to France, and they were in France for, I think, a couple months, and then they were like, we, we don't like... These people are not nice. Like, they're not, they're not like the Scottish. Like, they're just were like they, the French. Do you know where they were? They were just out... They were around Paris, like, yeah, around that area. Par- so my, uh, my mom lives in France, and I thought the same thing. I'd been there a couple of times, but when she moved over, I was like, oh, are you just going to... Oh, all your neighbors are going to be like, uh, the fucking English move next door. I do not want to see That's them. That's pretty good, actually. Can you do that <laughs> again? Zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in there and I'm like, oh, very good. Jamaican. <laughs> but uh, so she lives down in, in the south of France and like everyone is just very normal, very sound, very cool, welcoming. Um, they have like a, they live in a village and there's farms and, you know, the neighbors will give them fresh bread, fresh meat, you know, and, and they have chickens on the farm. So they give their neighbors eggs. So it's like very wholesome. You go up to Paris and they fucking hate you. Like there's no, so like, a, being a waiter in Paris is just like a it's just a, a normal job whereas for us it's kind of like a you know it's like it's students um you know maybe uh immigrants you know it's almost like people see it as like a lower value job yeah. in um, France in in, in, in the US all right or in the UK it's like it's kind of like a student job it's what students do and then yeah. you're almost expected like if you if you're an ad- adult you're like right well you got to try and get into management and stuff over in France, it's just like a career job. It's just a, a, a normal yeah. job. But they get paid a little bit more, so they don't work for tips. So you go in and they're like, oh, fucking English. Yes. <laughs> you know, and you're like, hi there, can I please? Don't even try and speak French. You're like, uh, je voudrais. And they're like, it's okay, I can speak English. <laughs> and they're just like impatient. They'll throw your food down in front oh, of you. And like, because they don't need a tip. They don't want it. You're in their country. We don't fucking, we would rather you weren't. But you know what I mean? So it's like Paris is like, you know, they, they can be really harsh to the English and Americans. I don't think they really mean it either. I found that with kind of German people too. I don't think yeah. they mean it. I just think it's part of the, their culture. It's just like they're very like to the point people. You know, they get a job done and like whether... I know English is obviously their second language, but like I feel like sometimes they're just ignorant and you don't. they don't mean it. Like I, I went to 
when I was in college here, there was a lot of international students from Germany, and they were all, like, my good friends, but sometimes you're like, you fucking asshole. Like, in my head, like, just the way he, he would, like, dismiss you a little bit, and I'm like, all right. But uh, I've worked with French people in, in an internship when I was working in, in Europe, and they were all nice people, but they're... they're there's an air about them, you know, that they, yeah. they don't even know I think they've got something. Is it like an elitist thing, you think, that's just naturally in their complex? Because Napoleon was French, right? Right, yeah. So it could it be Very just the Napo Napo Napoleon, like Genghis Khan fucked everything, like Napoleon just, you know, little, little Lord Farquaad just fucked everything and now everybody's elitist. <laughs> little cold cap show. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like cold cap show. Who, do, who does Napoleon? Who does? No, Lord, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> he does. He's, I mean, Farquaad's got. I mean, Cole's got some, got some, got some size. But I get what you're saying. Like the hair, the hair yeah. The it hair. looks like, <laughs> and the chin, yeah, it looks like far. Yeah. So you know what's great? There's a TV show. Um, it's good to watch with your girlfriend. It's called Emily in Paris. Great and show. It's about this girl that goes across to Paris because um, she's From got America. an internship and she's in fashion and she's going to go to the Paris. Oh, not not fashion marketing. And she's going to the Paris uh, offices for like three months or whatever. And she plays the super stereotypical American, and all the French play the super stereotypical French. And no, all the French people hated the show, but everyone that's been to France was like, yeah, that's exactly what so French people are like. Hit it, and, hit it on the head. And Emily, who was the American, was like very typical American. It's so funny, like she gets over there and she's like, it's like their first meeting in the room at the table. And she's like, hi, I just wanted to let y'all know that I am so grateful to be here. And this guy goes, es excuse me, why are you shouting? At us? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, that typical, like, Americans are loud, yeah, French are. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, the French are, like, so stereotypical French. Like, they're all smoking and having affairs and shit like that. And so all the French got really uh, offended by it. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest, that that is what you you guys are like for the most part obviously there's yeah. you know not everyone's the same but the yeah. stereotypical how, French how many person. how many accents can you do you're you're, you're an interna many. you're an international actor so like you can do the different <laughs> yeah, no accents in Europe <laughs> should I no cuz you like like can you do like a southern like country boy like the joke like we joke about the the southern folks so when you I have was to have a country accent when I was a monarch yeah I played to played a guy called Wade Stellings and I was like I was from uh, Johnson City Texas and uh, um I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> I can't remember much of many of my lines, but uh, for the most part, I had this crazy accent, and I was just doing that for the whole time. Whoa, yeah, that's so, cool. Can you do yeah. like a, like a New York like bada bing like the New like, York like, like the, yes. like the <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, Fuck yeah. off, coffee, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. You had it close. The French, you nailed that. That French. Yeah, I th again, I think they'd be super offended if they <laughs> do that. No, Cancelled after a. a French accent. I know. I thought. Uh, I thought. I thought, I thought. I thought you nailed it pretty close. Like when you I were talking, know. like the Monsieur. No, no, no. I don't know if I could do the. Uh, if I could do like a part, but yeah. So I do like obviously Scottish, and then I do RP, which is like the Queen's English. What is that? So I do like that's like. Um, yeah, fuck's sake. No, I'm like I'm probably gonna get this Yeah. <laughs> is that, that that shit? No, that's like that's like London. Cockney. Like, Cockney. Yeah. The Queen's English is like. Um, is a, they call it received pronunciation so it's very posh and uh and if you were listening to bbc news this is how the newscaster would speak yeah like that kind of shit you know yeah, it's so, like very so, posh. sounds like an english soccer announcer exactly like a soccer yeah. broadcaster yeah. like sherlock holmes shit. it's kind of like old school it's kind of like dying out now and it's what's weird is like see the posh uh london accents are getting americanized now they are so they're like um you know oh can i have a glass of water and it's like they oh, yeah. they've started softening their T's and like there's now this like transatlantic like posh. It's almost like a new age millennial like 
I work in London and Los Angeles and, you know, they'll say like, golly gosh, but they'll also say like, hey, it's so funny. You know, it's like there's this yeah. crossover accent yeah. happening. That's interesting because it is such like a word. There's not like right now it's just the age of everything just evolving and there's just folks from everywhere living everywhere. You yeah. know, like there's Americans living in fucking China and Russia and totally. there's, there's Scottish folks living in Nashville. Like it's all over the place. We so. do. We, we've started to like... I mean, we're definitely, you can tell that we're Scottish, but we've definitely started kind of Americanizing a lot of the stuff that we say. You might not be able to hear it, but when we go back home, our friends are like, what the fuck are you? How the fuck? Why are you speaking like that, you dick? I know. (laughs) Well, people people make fun of, like, I remember, like, I played a big show back in December and I did, like, a homecoming gig in Scotland. And Callum was there and he was like, he's like, I'm going to come along. So he drove, like, the two hours from where he's at to my side of the country and uh i was like i'm gonna get you up there so we got up and sang together one of the songs we wrote and it was sold out it was really cool and then like we got off stage and we were talking to people after it and people were like making fun of our accents and stuff and i'm like just because we came out here to do something a little bit different it helps for you guys to understand if we twang it up a little bit from time to time yeah but uh we, yeah, it's a big thing. Like accents, people in Scotland are really protective over like their Scottish accent. I did a TikTok recently, and it was like an accent challenge, and it like was the only thing that was like ever blown up for my TikTok. I'll be honest, <laughs> non-musical, of course. And, uh, and it was me like doing a word in English. Like this is a word. How would we say it in Scottish? So like, I don't know. An example was like garage. We say garage. Like, garage. 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 Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like, like a D or a T or something. Garage. <laughs> we roll our R's, and I did that, and like people were just commenting. It's like I don't know, I got like a hundred thousand views, and there's Dude, people just yeah. commenting on it, going like, "You're an absolute fanny." Like, just like <laughs> definitely I, went to a private school. All, and these, stuff. all these Scottish guys were like fucking ragging on him. I know <laughs> he was clapping back though. He I know, was I, going I, off. I was fuck like, "Fuck up. you!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't take shit. He was like, "Enjoy life and fucking govern your prick." Yeah. <laughs> What's like? What's like a? What's like um? What are like the high class things to do in Scotland? Like, is it like St Andrews? Like, if you go to if you if you go to St Andrews every year, you're like one of them hoity toity. Like the masters here. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty posh up there. Um, really beautiful. Um, a lot of nice golf. You go into like a little bit little bit more north, you can go and see stags and hunt stags and stags are like just bigger deer, big right? bucks. Yeah, yeah, like ten point. You ever killed yeah. a stag? Uh, I've never killed a stag. No, I've not. We when I. I've only done like grouse and rabbit and yeah. hair and stuff like that. But I like love rabbit. Shoot. Well, just hair, I guess. Hair? I just thought. So are they like bigger, ra- bigger big, rabbits? Big rabbits? They're wild yeah. rabbits, yeah. Wild, big rabbits, like jackalope kind of things? I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Pheasants big in Scotland as well. Yeah, pheasants big. Sure, like pheasants, birds? You can shoot pigeons as well. Pigeons, yeah. You can eat a lot of people, eat pigeon and crow pie. Like they'll make a pie. Like a pie out of pigeons? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's kind of like um, what are those? What are those birds? We're feral. What are those? What are feral. Those? Yes, I've been using. We've been using that. It's kind of like quail pigeon. Yeah, okay. quail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like quail breast. It's kind of like darker. Well, well, I know. Well, I know about pigeons because we have them in New York. Our pigeons are just very angry. There's like yeah. city pigeons. Yeah. So like you'll be in like a parking garage and you'll just hear pigeons just charging each other like yeah. just oh, chaos because they're, they're like New York. You know, they pick up on the culture. Yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. They're you're, fucking you're, angry. When you, when you get out of, you rent an apartment in New York, your landlord's a pigeon. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, honestly, pigeon. yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're they're fucking uh, fucking wild. Um, so getting into the getting into the podcast, um, what kind of made you guys want to do a podcast? I think the name Talking Scotch is fucking awesome. I think you guys drinking scotch on it and doing your doing your thing together and and 
being with being that you guys are such good friends and fellow countrymen it's it's really cool and I, i've enjoyed listening to it so far yeah well, we appreciate that i mean i think i think for us it was like content's everything as you know at the moment yeah and uh we were like we need to get some more stuff out there we people when we hang out in a bar and people talk to us some people laugh and we have a good time and we like to drink so we were like why don't we put this hand in hand together bring on the people that we think deserve a platform to, to tell their story our friends and music our friends and acting our friends from just all walks of life bring them on chit chat give them a, a platform to promote their stuff and uh just hang out and have a good time like we had one of our buddies recently come on um he was a whiskey expert and that was the first one we actually just did scotch whiskey so we had four different bottles and he was yeah. like fucking you know doing the whole jazz like tasting it and yeah. describing all the notes and me and callum are like yes i'm like just tasted the same to me i'll be honest <laughs> but like we, we we went through four whiskeys and you know really informative pieces but then we also have like john haywood come on and we were we were at a number one party just before it so we got fucking slammed oh at God, the yeah. open bar that episode just came out today and we were just I, I was when i was editing it i was just like shaking my head we're just all so sloshed i'm slurring my words and everything yeah. but you know someone's got to do it from time to time yeah dude open bars are right. open bars are wild yeah and that's part of the podcast you know like we yeah. most most of the things like we we typically write sober or we might only have one or two beer. like we we actually are sober most of the time during the day so like to have like a fun podcast if anything you know if even if it never made any money which you know already we've got you know a couple of sponsorship opportunities and stuff like that which yeah, is great it's huge but um you know, even if it never made any money, it's kind of got to the point where it's like part of the week that I'm looking forward to is just hanging out, drinking whiskey and having like a guest on and shooting the shit. And, yeah. you know, we uh, we we watched the first one together and we were like, right, what can we do better? And then we watched the second one together, changed some camera angles, changed some lighting. And, you know, we're just like kind of learning the whole thing. And now that we've got the podcast kind of rolling, now we're looking at other content things and, and, you know, doing something similar to yourself where you know you start leaning into merch live shows yep. uh tours um you know and, and other types of content that aren't like the long form um podcast but it's just a jumping off point really yeah. for us you know it's just like the start of a brand kind of yeah so uh yeah and you know we're both in nashville scottish guys like like a drink in in music so it's like it's the perfect you know yeah and what's great about what you guys are doing like you guys could have on any kind of guest which yeah. is nice. You're not pigeonholed into something like because it's you have folks on. Some of them you drink scotch with. Some of them maybe maybe you have a cigar with and you do a remote at like a cigar lounge. Maybe you do this. Maybe oh, you yeah. do that. You can you can content from while you're out while you're out in Prague. You can content from wherever. Like you guys can do so much with it. So I'm very excited to see see yeah. where it all goes and well, stuff. We did have one sober friend come on, a musician called Josh Hines, Josh Rennie yeah. Hines, and so we just drank Liquid Death. For like that podcast. That, see, if I ever come on y'all's, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be doing that and probably 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 four twentying a little bit before. Oh yeah, that's so cute. Because we've we've had we've had a few of a few of um a few of those. So you guys um some some Nashville questions. Are you guys big goers to the pub? Is the pub like? Do you guys like the pub? Because uh, the pub's the, the English place down yeah. the road here. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Or do you think it's like it'd be like me going to uh, going to a Western thing in fucking England or something? Yeah, it's, kind it's of okay like that. It, yeah. yeah, the food's okay. I mean, if if you if you're a little bit hungover or you're just fancy a little bit of food that's 
quite like home like they do bangers and mash or they do like fish and chips but it still doesn't taste no, like it it's does not back, back home, home. No. Yeah. have you guys found like English, like authentic like scottish english stuff in one, the states i found one in atlanta owned by irish people and i walked in it smelled like stovies oh I love and that. i was like stovies is like uh you know how you guys have corned beef hash yeah we have this place called stovies and it's like um for like a cold day and it's basically corned beef uh chopped onions uh and mashed potato and it's Sounds all like delicious yeah. and you smash some like hp brown sauce a gravy maybe, or some gravy yeah, on it yeah. and it's like proper home style cooking fills you up warms you up you know like and so i walked into this place in atlanta and uh i, I just went to watch a rugby game because typically you have to go to like the scottish irish english bars to see rugby over here and uh immediately smelled like stovies ordered a plate and it was just like exactly like you get it back home but like old school irish owners so like you know I think I don't think there's probably anyone in the pub who's actually British. No, the the place in in um in Nashville that I've got a lot of cred with, like they they, they I used to gig there. It's an Irish bar called the Lost Paddy, off oh, yeah. of like Nolansville, and it's like it's in a random location. It's like next to like a, a shitty hotel, off next to a Waffle House. But the food they do is tremendous, like really good. Yeah, uh, that's probably the closest. Apart from that, um. There's a place in the MGM Grand Hotel in Vegas. Or no, it's in New York, New York, which is just across the street. And it's an Irish bar. And I was there for 10 days and I ate there every every day <laughs> for lunch. And it was good, like great Guinness, like great food, fish and chips. Do you like Guinness? I liked Guinness a lot. So I had to get sober about seven years ago. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask you. But long I been. used to, there was a, I um, went to college in New Jersey and um, we had a, at our college radio station, we had a, one of our, we had like a bunch of like local sponsors. So our studio was called the Killarney's Public House Studios. And it was a guy named Seamus and I think it was Bill. I think it was Seamus and Billy, Seamus Farrell and off the boat Irish and their big thing was that any bartender that they would hire, they would set, they would either bring somebody in or they would take them out to Ireland with them to teach them how to properly pour a Guinness. Yeah, badass. And so we did, I did lots of, um, lots of car bombs. I did lots of, um, drank lots of Guinness. They had a drink, they had drinks like called the Blarney Stone and this and that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I definitely enjoyed lots of good St. Patty's, St. Patty's days up there yeah. back in the day. But Guinness was like one of my favorites. That's my exactly. surprise. Yes, yeah, so it's coming up. That. Yeah, the 30th will be, um, which I wasn't thinking at the time when this, when I got this tattoo, that it looks like a Holocaust tattoo, which is kind of, <laughs> eh, you know, but especially being from New York, a little bit questionable. <laughs> but I was, it was, um, you know, Mike Stoll, have you met him yeah. before? So Mike, we did um, Raise Rowdy Summer Camp during uh, COVID, uh -huh. where everybody, all of us would go to festivals, but instead of doing a festival, like, why don't we invite like 40, 50 people? over to somebody's big backyard and we set up tents and Hell we pay yeah. writers from nashville to come up and sing and we all hang out do, partake in recreational activities and drink or whatever and mike was doing these tattoos so i just paid 50 bucks and had him do that and so nikki nice, t man. got a bunch of people got raised rowdy on their ass and all that i'm <laughs> i might be there soon as a co-owner but not quite yet but yeah. um but yeah guinness i enjoyed very much yeah. guinness, guinness was always my favorite that's if if we ever like if we sometimes we've done a podcast and we just walked because it's you know two minute walk from here yeah so i'll walk over and get a guinness but uh yeah that lost paddy's good i forgot about that place yeah we watched the world cup final there that was yeah. a loose night we'd all been we'd parties oh, at yeah. losers and closed losers down and then that was a friday and then the game was on the saturday but the game was at 8 a.m for the world cup final and the bar opened up so we showed up like still drunk and my 
my boss and the publisher I work at, he's like, hey man, are you watching the game? And I'm like, yeah, thinking he wouldn't come. He shows up and I've got like double part, two Guinness and a Jameson shot, <laughs> like fucking all over the place. That got out of control. That was so silly. Oh man. Yeah. And then you were playing at, uh, you were playing at Losers that afternoon. Oh yeah, I had and, to do uh, that. <laughs> and, and I got up on stage to play a song and I went, ah, and nothing no came voice. out. No voice. And I was like, I'm going to go back off the stage <laughs> everybody give up for Chris Andrucci and I kicked <laughs> over his beer, beer. <laughs> it was just very very loose that Jeez, yeah. probably didn't need any more beer to be honest oh man that <laughs> yeah. was a mental weekend um, what have been like your favourite things about living in America now and are you guys like you guys are on the visa thing right uh, you're on a green card I've got a green card, green yeah. card okay. I'm on a musician visa okay. so I've got another year or so here and then I'll be in the renewal process okay. um Things I love about America, um, I love the South in terms of how people are very accommodative and nice. You know, I think I've been opened, welcomed with open arms. I've never felt out of place or that people, of course, everywhere you go, some people are going to be like, oh, who the fuck's this weird foreign guy? But like, <laughs> but like once you get over that part, like people have been nice to me. Uh, I love Nashville. I love the creative hub. And um, I just love it how I get it. I understand now why people don't have a passport because you don't technically need one. Like you can go to all, you can go to beaches, you can go to mountains, you can go to to get French culture down in like Louisiana and New Orleans. You can go to all these different parts of America and get a taste of four seasons and culture. Yep. So I understand that. I think that's one cool thing for me is it's all, you can jump in a car and drive eight hours and you're in like Destin, Florida or yeah. you're in PCB or whatever. I think just that's all being under one, one roof one umbrella is really cool. So I love it here, man. I'll be honest. Hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Likewise. Um, yeah. I love the, I love the optimism in the States. It's like the go-to is optimism. Whereas like the go-to is pessimism back home. So it's just like at that. And I always grew up kind of like a little bit more optimistic for, you know, oh, I want to try and, you know, do acting and music and stuff like that. And back yeah. home, it's like, People aren't being like haters or like they're not trying, but they just everything's like a bit like, oh, why would, why would you think that you're special enough to do that, or why do you even think that's possible? Whereas in America, if you say like, oh, I want to go be anything, people say, well, you know, you're in the land of opportunity and you can do anything or be anything you want to be, and I love that about the states. I kind of, I came, I went to Virginia <laughs> to visit a family friend when I was like 12 year old. And uh, I saw that I could even just at 12, I could kind of see how like everyone's kind of together and like a little bit more kind of optimistic and driven to try and be better. And, um, you know, that's hard sometimes for because I know a lot of Americans feel that pressure of like, if you're not trying to be like a billionaire every day, then you're not doing it. But you know what I mean? It's like at least if you are trying to do something in America, everyone gets behind you and they push you. And like, yeah. you know, we've had that with the podcast, even like we start it and before there's even an episode out we're getting all these opportunities to go on other podcasts or play shows yeah. and you know it's just like i just feel like the opportunity here um is just right now the opportunity to to work and to and to progress in life is still better than anywhere else that i've awesome. seen you can still the internet's a thing you could go yeah. to greece and start a podcast but i just you know, it's not like we'd be, if we were doing a podcast in Greece, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be playing rounds last yeah. night. We wouldn't be doing, you know. Yeah. So it's just, I feel like, you know, it sounds very typical, but the land of opportunity is such a true thing. And I just feel like America is like that place where if you want to go and grind, go and grind in the States, you know. Freedom. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel, the, Mel the freedom, fucking Gibson you know, for and freedom. The, and the freedom, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, Mel fucking Gibson, freedom, the patriot and Braveheart. 
We love him dearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Granddad. R.I.P. Granddad. He was my cousin. He was your cousin. Um, um, so for you guys, what do you have on tap for the rest of this year? So we're getting to the summer months of 2023. It's mm -hmm. when it gets the busy season in Nashville. Everything gets clusterfucked. We're coming up on CMA Fest. Uh, what do you guys got on tap for oh, yeah. as we get into the summer? I know you're going to Prague. What do you got going on? I got um, a new single, June 16th. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, I brought that with my, um, Kaylee Hughes. And uh, June 16th, it's called To the Moon and Back. So if you haven't done so, pre-save. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and then I've got another single coming on like a month later, uh, around June twenty, sorry July twenty first or twenty fourth as well. And then, you know where to find me? Full band at Losers, ten to two, Monday through Wednesday. So that's my plan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Prague, and then I'll get back in June. And uh, yep, just uh, I think I, I put out a song earlier um, when I was completely independent. Took on a management team recently, so we're now just kind of coming up with a good solid structured game plan instead of like what i was doing before which was like just fucking winging it and yeah. just you know so uh i think we're going to kind of put together um a good kind of list of demos and stuff like that and take them around and kind of approach it maybe a little bit slower than i was planning to i was planning to just go like song every four weeks now i think we're kind of restructuring it so hopefully by kind of midsummer we'll have like a plan uh and just be ready to go with that and then you know i'm sure there will be more acting opportunities and you know, we'll play more so more shows together and just, yeah, just crack on, really. Just keep it crack going and on. do fucking many, <laughs> many, many more it. podcast episodes. I love it. I yeah. love it. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in Shrek 7 right now, bro. It feels <laughs> it's good. It's like 8D, you know? It's like, it's like fucking... Sh <laughs> Remember that thing in Disney World and it's like you go there at Shrek 5D or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like a donkey, like, talks and he gets spit coming at your face yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Got a fucking umbrella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, better Scottish accent, Shrek or Fat Bastard from um, Austin Powers? Shrek. Oh yeah, probably Shrek. Because Fat what? Bastard to me was like the big, like Michael My like Mike yeah. Myers as the big guy. <laughs> if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's, I mean, that's that's uh, same guy. Mike Myers does Shrek's yeah, does, voice. Oh, he does. Do yeah. Shrek. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize he did yeah. both. Yeah. Okay, then then it makes sense. So, Shrek is fat bastard. Shrek is fat bastard. You fat missed bastard the there. You could have had a great career all based off your Scottish accent. I know. Well, it's funny. There was a. I once did this video game where like they did like a three D print. So I I went in this booth and there's like a hundred hundred DSLR cameras Wait, all around you, me. You were you were a. It's like a character in a video game. You were a character in a video, video, video game. game? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's Forza Four for the Xbox. And so, but so is this is this this Scottish guy, and it's like you know one one of the challenges that comes across this Scottish guy is a street racer or whatever, and they've got to beat him to get to the next level or whatever. And so they did like a three D print of my body with all these cameras, and uh, I was like, oh, is that is that it? Like when when am I doing the the voice for it? And they were like, oh, we don't need the voice, don't worry. So they picked another Scottish guy to do my voice. And it turns out that the guy that they picked is just like the husband of the casting director. And I was like, fuck you. They, so they used my body, face, like total likeness, and they gave me this like worse voice. <laughs> but it was also was still really Scottish. Like, camp, like, hello. Like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, if you think you're going to beat me, you're going to. <laughs> oh, I was like, like a little douchebag. Like, yeah, yeah, you sound like a prick. And I was like, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Well, at least you would, know your heart. I mean, that's I would, you got that eye candy yeah, thing. I would have gone on there and be like, if you ain't going to beat me, pal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck off. Go train spotting. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen train spotting? I have not. What is that? Mate, that's uh, so that's set. Iconic. In, set in Edinburgh, and it's like one of the best Scottish films of all time. 
And it's about these uh, these four guys that get addicted to heroin, and it's like fucking dark but hilarious and like crazy. You should watch it. But it's set in Edinburgh, and it's like everyone thinks Edinburgh when they go there. There's like a there's in the middle of the city. There's a castle at the top that you can see from everywhere. There's and there's a big road, a big cobbled road that goes down. It's a mile long. It's called the Royal Mile. And so castle at the top. At the bottom, there's a palace where the queens, or I guess now the king stays when they're in Edinburgh. And then right beside that, there's a big inactive volcano. And it's just like beautiful, it's hilly, it's street. So everyone thinks it's like a super romantic place out of some kind of novel, which it does. There are parts of it that are like that. But it's like any other city and there's crime, there's, you know, there's uh, violence, there's poverty and uh, train spotting is, highlights that side yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like the scum. Like the, like like the Peaky Blinders kind of shit, where it shows yeah. like crime. But that I know that was set way back in the day. I yeah. mean, that's that's more like uh, like organized crime. These guys are just like more so, just like you're looking typical, for trouble, you know. Yeah, wow. Typical kind of young scum. But yeah, it, it, it highlights a lot of like the drug issues that we have in Scotland. So Scotland has the highest drug deaths in the whole of Europe. Like we've really? got a crazy fucked up situation over there. Uh, like growing up, like you you saw a lot of like what cocaine and stuff and a lot of weed. Like nothing. We don't really have a pharmaceutical issue, but like more than ever is like heroin, heroin yeah. and like really heavy drugs. Like, or like people putting fentanyl and shit. And all we don't, that. I don't think we've got a fentanyl issue. I don't no, think we they do. just go straight to heroin. I think Jeez. Jesus, loads of overdose. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like um, I'm trying to think is where's where was the heroin place in in the states when that was big? Oh, Flint was it Flint? Was it Flint that was Flint? Big? I mean, L.A. had a bunch of it. Yeah. Like it was big in the in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll stuff. I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. You can find heroin in Nashville if you're if you're looking it, for it. I don't condone it, but right. I've never <laughs> yeah. used it. You got it. that number? I stopped. I, I stopped at booze. I couldn't. I couldn't handle drinking, so I just I just stick to to marijuana now. But yeah, marijuana so, and nicotine. Yeah, I mean, it's a good combination. <laughs> you say nicotine or nicotine? Well, nicotine and nicotine. <laughs> nicotine. It's cool that you can still be be productive when you're smoking weeds because uh, I I like I like weed. It's, it's, I still prefer like you know a drink but I, I, I've enjoyed weed in the past but I just get really unproductive and like yeah. even if I smoke at night the next morning I'm still a little bit kind of lazy and I just well it depends where you're getting it from you been to Colorado yet? see I've heard this but every time I've smoked weed I've had like you know I've had the LA the, the, the legal stuff where they're like yeah. this one's an opera this one's a downer I still kind of get the same yeah my favorite weed has come from the state of Maine actually oh yeah is it legal or legal yeah Every state in the Northeast, I think, is legal right yeah. now. So wow. New York City just smells like weed. You go to New York City <laughs> right now, it's just there's a there's a cloud like how there's like a cloud over like China or whatever. Yeah, there's, Smog. A, there's a cloud over New York and it is just marijuana smell. Well, that's great because it used to smell like garbage. So. Yeah, <laughs> now it smells like garbage and weed. It's, 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 especially in the summer months, it's gonna be. Because I, I grew up in the suburbs. I, I grew up only going to the city for like school field trips, Yankees games, like yeah. theater things, like shit like that. But the city now, apparently, it's just it's just weed. It's like San Francisco. It's just, just weed everywhere. The, the only place I've felt unsafe in America was San Francisco. I've never been there, but I hear it's a shithole. Yeah, so been. like I understand like poverty is an issue and that's everywhere, but it's like a lot of homeless people and like i remember i walked i went i I was there for one night before i flew back home so i was staying at like the hilton at one of these the main squares and i was like it was eight o'clock i was like i'm gonna go and have a chinese food and then i'm gonna walk around to the irish bar and i walk it was only like two blocks and i get like halfway towards the asian restaurant and all of a sudden i start to get like get sketched out and like people are like like tweaking in like the doorways next to me and i'm like 
I know I don't carry a gun or a knife or anything, but like, I was like, yeah. So I called an Uber and the guy was like, dude, you know, it's like 500 yards up the street. And I'm like, you just fucking take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's LA as well. Have you, ever, have you been to LA? I've only been to San Diego. That's the only San Diego's quite cool. San Diego. I like San Diego. San Diego. San Diego's beautiful. Yeah. I've been to LA. I mean, yeah, at this point, I mean, and you've got Orange County in between those two and Orange yeah. County's cool. But once you get into like Hollywood and stuff, and then there's this area called uh, Skid Row. Yeah. And uh, we drove through Skid Row and uh, Uber drivers like making sure his doors are locked and stuff like that. And it's, it is, there was like trash cans on fire. Like the whole street is covered in trash. Like you're driving over trash and there's just all these people walking around like Zombies. shirts off. Like, yeah, just looking. Like, and I'm like, apparently, so Skid Row used to be like iconic. There's like, you know, one street or a couple of streets where this all happens. But I went, I drove through Skid Row in 2016. I was like, that's disgusting. I can't believe they're not doing anything because these homeless people have like taken over this part of the town. I went back to LA last year. So what, 22? And like so many more areas of LA are like that now. And they're not doing anything about it. There's just like homeless yeah. people everywhere. It's, it's scary to walk yeah, down the street, know. you know? I watched a thing on YouTube a while back and it was talking about Skid Row and the Cecil Hotel you know that haunted... I've heard about that, yeah. Well, that, that's right on... So the, the, the problem is people... That woman disappeared and got fucked up or whatever happened to her at the hotel was because you walk out and you're on Skid Row. Yeah. So that hotel is sold as, a, sold as a fake dream. Like, it's on a really rough patch. But the cops, they, uh, this is what I read, they, it's, it's a lawless land, so they just put a roadblock up at yeah. the end, starting to end, and then it's like, fucking do what you want because we can't come in here and deal with it. Yeah, it's wild. In Nashville, obviously, we've got our... Or do you have? Did you guys see the the Battle of Antioch a few weeks ago, or like a month no. ago? So there's like all those little like homeless villages that get set up. Mm -hmm. So we have one out in Hermitage behind the Valvoline by the Rusty Nail, where there's just hundreds of them. Oh, just really? I've not in, seen that in the woods. Yeah, so they just set up tents and whatever. And what they'll do because there's a train that runs from Hermitage. We're talking about trains earlier, runs from Hermitage through um, Donaldson into Nashville, it drops you right mm -hmm. off on Broadway. And so they'll take the train right there, go in the town, do their thing, and then come back. But um, they had warned the folks at the homeless place in um, in Antioch, "Hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna clear you out." So the whole, it came to the deadline where they were gonna do that. And the cops showed up. Homeless people lit everything on fire. Oh God! Ryan Nelson sent me a video of this. The mayor, the the, wow. the mayor of Antioch, Ryan Ryan Dam Nelson, um, and he was like, "Dude, there's like it's like a war. Like there's just there's just smoke everywhere." And it's, it was it was like a month ago, but it's just I think I, I think I remember hearing that they were like trying to move them like they were they yeah were and then they were like it. fuck you we're not leaving we're gonna burn everything <laughs> yeah. yeah going out with a bang you know that's mad i mean i always wonder where they go when cities kick them out because when i moved back to austin during covid it was like they were everywhere under every single bridge there was like 10 tents and it was just like again it started trash everywhere and like you couldn't walk from your car in a car park under a bridge to get to a bar because it was just like yeah like huge camps and then they had this vote which is it's great because Austin's still in Texas. So as liberal as Austin wants to be, yeah. Texas is like, no, nah, this is Texas. <laughs> this We're is not having Texas. this in one of our cities. <laughs> this is not fucking Los Angeles. So yeah. they, they basically had a vote and uh, they overruled like the Austin law or whatever. And they were like, let's clear them out. And I thought it was a great idea because, I mean, you can't have mental people like drug addicted homeless people running around in your city, but, like it just but is where unsafe. You, where do you put them? This is this is the thing that like I, I don't I, I don't. You put get them it. in Antioch. <laughs> <laughs> come, come here to Nashville. Welcome, welcome. Here's Antioch. I did I did wonder where they all went because I'm like you can't just scoop them up well, and. Well, you know how all the homeless people got out to California, right? Yeah. 
Do you, know, you ever hear the story of what the mayor of Philadelphia did a years? It was a long time ago. He put them all on a bu on buses. <laughs> just fucking one, one, way, to one way ticket. Sent them out to Cali. <laughs> Ed well, that's a free country. Ed Randell did that. He's like, hey, if you want opportunity, we're going to... Because if you're homeless up in the Northeast, you're, you're going to freeze. Yeah. Like, you're homeless yeah. in New uh, York yeah, in February. Fair. You're homeless in California. Yeah. You know, or Florida. They sent it down to Florida, yeah, too. Did, There's a lot you, of them in Dade County down near Miami. Did you guys see what DeSantis did to the politicians in California? Oh, he sent... Yeah, he sent, um, he sent homeless people out there, didn't he? Yeah, so, so he was he was, <laughs> he was was saying that. Uh, but it was a fucking... It was a great move because what he was saying is he needs people to vote so that they can stop like homelessness in Florida and stop like immigrants coming through yeah. the border and just coming into Floridian towns and you know naturally crime goes up and and you know violence goes up and stuff like that and all these people in California are like no we're not voting for that you should be more accepting of uh people in need so what he did he rounded them all up and sent them to Martha's Vineyard in yeah. California where all the politicians yeah. live well, and it's Mar a town so, of so, sorry, Martha's Vineyard is actually up in Rhode Island but it was the person from California that that was vacationing in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, okay. It was the, it was the, the, Cal okay, the California right. Democrats okay. vacation in Martha's Vineyard. Gotcha. And they made the thing. So it was like, I'm going to send them to where these people vacation and live. And That's let it. them deal with it on their private time. Like we're dealing with it in our private time. That's so right. it was the California people. It was okay, their okay, that makes Martha's sense. Martha's Vineyard is bougie. Right, like bougie, so so bougie, they bougie. they sent them up there, and all of a sudden, everyone in Martha's Vineyard were like, "Well, we don't have the resources, you know, crime's <laughs> going to go up." And he's like, "Well, that's what I've been fucking saying." So if I, if if you help me, I can vote on the next one. And it was just so funny, like yeah. that, you know, it's like, oh, that's someone else's problem while they're sitting in their high, yeah, you know, their high palace over in Martha's yeah. Vineyard, having you know the time of their life and not having to deal with it. Yeah, and you, telling other people how to deal with it. You're like, well, what are you going to do if they, you know, if they storm your town? I mean, like back to the point of how you said, like the, the Philadelphia mayor moved them down to California. Like I spent a month in Venice back in like 20, 2019. And like I just wrote songs and smoked weed and I'd run to Santa Monica and back, which was yeah. 10 kilometers every day. So I was like living the dream. But like, I remember I've got a funny story for you. So some of my friends came to visit and we were like have, drinking and having a good time day drinking and my buddy's a drummer and he's like there's a drum circle tonight on Venice Beach we should go to it and I'm like okay let's see how the night where the night goes because it's Venice yeah <laughs> so anyway we get fucked up and start smoking weed and you, I'm like where's the drum circle and I'm well the 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 only flame burning fire and like a hundred people just like smacking out a time bongos. So we like walk over there and this is the most hippie shit I've ever been to in my life. There was like <laughs> girls with their tits out and like painted and like hula hoops and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking kind of cool. So we're like taking the bongo and like having a try. And then the next thing, like passing a joint with this guy and we're sat there and I'm like, I can smell fucking shit. I'm like, what's going on? Turn around, there was a homeless dude sat next to me who was just staring at me and he just, he looked the most dirtiest dude ever. And I turned out to my friend, I was like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. I, I actually went and got tested because I shared a joint with the dude. I thought I had something wrong oh, with me. Shit. I was just like precautionary. I don't want to get like, yeah, whatever you can get from it. But that was a cool experience. But they're all dudes that they just live on the beach 24 7, sleep in the sand. The sand keeps them warm and stuff. Yeah, you guys are living in America at a very interesting time in our country's totally. history. Like, yeah. like they, they always say, like, every like empire or every like big 
thing in human history. Like, cause you, you see it with you saw Britain yep. and and Russia and this and that. It's like they get it's like a couple hundred years, you know. And we're we're right around that. Like we're at like two fifty right now yeah. is where we're at, you know. So it's you're, you're seeing American culture at a very interesting time. Dude, the world is mental right and now. And the whole world. I think it might it probably is the whole and, world. You know, America I'm just, is nuts, me, but being yeah. a typical American, I'm not looking outside. I mean, they they showed us a lot of the Ukraine stuff, and I don't even know if that's still going on or what the fuck's going on outside. It, it, it is. But it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We used uh, being from the UK, we used to kind of look at America and laugh a little bit about your politics and how yeah. it's so like there's only one or the other way. And then like now the UK is just as fucked up. Like it's, yeah. uh, we, we had a baboon as the president. Of the of the UK of the as the prime minister, <laughs> fucking Boris Boris Johnson. I was like, if you if you put Bojo, you, you chose Bojo, Bojo. Bojo. Uh, fucking, we got Kojo. Y'all had Bojo. Bojo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you could pick the two two world leading countries: the United States and the United Kingdom. You have Donald Trump, who I agree with some of his stuff. I disagreed with a lot of it as yeah, well. He conducted himself in a little bit of an yeah, interesting yeah, way. A yes. unique, yeah. you know, flamboyant, fucking no no thrills. The orange man. And then the other, uh, you know, successful country, the UK, we've got a guy that actually looks fucking like him, yeah. but is just completely inept. Oh, but he couldn't nuts. even do a press conference. He was like, yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I felt sorry for him because I actually liked him. I, like, I thought he did some good for it. But yeah. then it, they were very, like that, that uh, not Donald Trump, what's his name? Boris Johnson, Bojo. 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 He really Bojo. made me look at everything and go, okay, I'm not as one way as I once thought. I'm more kind of yeah. centered on things yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, it, when I was growing up, it was like Britain was like the older brother, the kind of wiser but more boring country. You know, just always made sensible decisions. And America was like the younger brother who was just like, fuck it, whoa, let's go crazy. <laughs> it was way more fun, way more shit happens. You know, it was just like fucking, that's where you go and you have fun. And they're like, you know, we're building rockets. We're going to the fucking moon, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. America was like, fuck yeah. And that's what I originally liked about America. Do you want to do like, karate in the garage? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But now it's like, I, I don't, I think Britain's kind of lost its place and like the, it doesn't seem to be the older sensible one anymore. It just seems to be like, like, uh, I don't think it's got a grip on, like, where it's at. Like, I don't think anyone's really happy there, regardless of what side they're on. You know, it's not like anyone's saying, like, oh, no, everything's going exactly to plan. Like, the pound's down. We we left Europe, and now it's, like, you know, it's hard to get fuel and groceries and shit. And it's, like, it's getting fucking weird. Hear me out. Do you think, as a conser- conspiracy theorist, do you think... Oh, boy, we got to get back away on a microphone yeah, over yeah. there. That's Selma, Selma <laughs> Alabama's conspiracy theorist. Over Queen's there. not dead. <laughs> Oh, she's be- she's dead. <laughs> she's Brunbreed. Uh, yeah, she's well gone. But um, <laughs> do you think COVID was deliberately done in order to get control, or or were were countries like the UK, USA, getting too much control and too much power? I'm not saying I believe in this. I'm just throwing it out there as a questionable. It seemed one. like China wanted to fuck everyone. Yeah, because now we're laughing like the UK's was the cool older, uh, was the you know the the calm older brother in terms of political or, decisions. Or, or do you think tick, or do you think um, COVID was a big thing to get everybody to use a um, an app that, oh, um, that everybody that that's that's owned, and then the rest of the world instead of instead of looking at like like super useful things and like education and all that, we're sitting there watching. But the kids are watching the older kids dance for hours on TikTok, and it's turning them into monkeys. I mean, think the world is <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Like, really? Because that, yeah. that all started, right, when the yeah, COVID thing COVID, happened. Yeah. And it locked all of us in, shut down all of our, all of our exports. 
I don't know if COVID us. was. I think I, TikTok, like, I think that I think that was going to happen regardless. Yeah, like, that's like that because we kind of had Vine before. That was yeah, like the I mini wave, yeah. and then, but uh, God, I don't know. I mean, I think that so I think that would be crazy to think, even if you know, if regardless of how COVID came about. Like so many people took advantage of that, and like there were governments that like some people still like some places you still have to wear a mask and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and it's like you know what three years on. Well, well my my parents were in New York. Sorry to interrupt, but my parents were in New York the other week there for like mm. a big event, and she's my mum. She was saying loads of people wearing masks in New York. Still. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a cultural thing, dude. It's become a part of the culture yeah. to where people do. I personally don't. I, I don't wear it really anywhere. But like, it's um yeah. In certain cities in America, it's like it's Still part of yeah part of like of of part of like a political statement to wear a mask, so even though you've had all seventy five vaccinations. So it's three, three years <laughs> yeah. since COVID started. What are you doing at this point? Three yeah. years since COVID yeah. started. Wow, that that's yeah. fucking three years. Yeah, where, where, where were you guys when March of twenty twenty? Uh, I was about to get my visa and move out here. And then the, it closed the embassy in London, so I couldn't get my visa. So I moved in with my parents and had a whole year of drinking and just not been able to make money. Yeah, that was that. That's that's. I was a, that was here. a low. Yeah. I was a really low part yeah. of my life. Yeah. Were you yeah. here? No, I was in. Uh, I was doing a TV show in Liverpool, and uh, we we stopped working for four months, but I was still getting paid. So and I had I'd rented this like fucking cool ass huge two bed apartment with like loads of land around it so i was just having a, was, an apartment with land yeah I, I, there was only there was it was a big building but there was only like eight apartments in it it was like this huge like castle looking thing and it just had all these big like fancy grounds and shit because i was like well your experience of covid was much better than mine <laughs> i had to sneak beers in on a tuesday night after 9 p.m if i clinked to bottom my mom would text and be like Are you fucking drinking again i'm like no, it was a bottle of Coke. Yeah, yeah. the time of my life. I mean, I drank every night as well, but like it, we, all the, the weather was really nice in the UK when COVID happened. So I was like out in the back garden barbecuing, like drinking. I'd bring all my friends around and like. I was anyone, against the law. Yeah, but it was private. So no one, no one ever came <laughs> in. No, no, like you couldn't see it from the street. And like I, I made a, we, my, me and my neighbors all made a deal. And most of them were like 65, 70. They were like, we're, we're just going to hang out with friends and stuff to, or like in the in the yard in the garden and uh so we would just have like barbecues every like friday night so i became best friends with like my 70 year old neighbors and like um, is she still alive or did you give her covid <laughs> well when I, it was great because when i had like all my friends from set around like all my neighbors could see and they were just like no one was telling on anyone right? that's cool that. yeah. so it's like we get we get grass on a couple of times like out uh it was quite strict in Scotland. Like you were, uh, it, let's say, so there's three different households here. You know, you live in a different place. I live in a different place. You live in a different place. That would be illegal. You were only allowed to meet with two households. So Callum and I and Callum's girlfriend who lives with him and my girlfriend who lives with me, we could hang out because that's four people from two households. But let's say you and Aaron came with us. Oh, that would be illegal. So if you get stopped in the street, they were asking people like, Oh, let's see your address. What address do you come so from? Stupid. I mean, you would get a, like just a written up, but if you did it consecutively, like I was at a party during COVID, people were still obviously hanging out, and like the the cops came and like <laughs> I think I ended up hiding in a shower, like <laughs> you know I was like fuck, I ain't getting written up. I'm trying to go to America, but all the guy, all the guys that were like fuck this and just sat in the sofa and were like just hanging out, they all got like a hundred hundred pound fine and Jesus. Yeah. You know what's mad is. Uh... You know, we we kind of joke about like, oh, America's free 
as if the rest of the world isn't. And typically, you know, that isn't the case. Like, you're just as free in Scotland or Spain or Greece as you are in yeah. America. But COVID was, like, interesting because, like, I was living in Liverpool and I was driving down the street uh, to go to my friend's house one night and I had, like, a case of beer. And that was meant to be illegal. You weren't allowed to go to your friend's house. So you meant to stay in your house. And uh, I was driving down the street and there's like, military vehicles pulling people over and being like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I just went to the supermarket to get beer. I'm driving home. And, uh, you know, it was just, like, weird to have, like, military people telling you that you're not allowed to leave your so, house like so, that's not very free and then so i as soon as i finished the tv show i moved straight to texas oh yeah yeah <laughs> bro parties every night like no one gives a fuck yeah, i texas. was like freedom yeah. mel gibson <laughs> mel gibson mel gibson would have fucking loved this <laughs> if mel gibson was alive he would have moved to texas I tell you i was just like it was, they were like what what virus I don't. I've never heard of no virus. I'm, yeah, we did. I'm, I'm we did. Fake. We did. We did a lot of touring with the uh, with Trey with the Dick Down in Dallas thing in during COVID because that song came out December of 2020. We did 130 shows in the United States in 2021. Holy shit! That's most, 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 of, yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. We just we posting pictures and videos of them. We were doing them. We were we were selling out 1,800 to 2,500 cap rooms in the southeast. Were you like, having to like do tests or did was nobody <laughs> country music, bro? Cool, yeah. I love that. Did y'all get vaccinated? <laughs> this is country music, bro. Did you get vaccinated? No, I love hell that. Hell no. I, I think I'm the only one in my family that didn't. I had to in order to travel back and forward because I'm not on a green yeah. card. I had to get it. Um, I never had an issue with it, but I I, I got COVID twice. Yeah, I've, I've probably I've had it a countless number of times. The, the first yeah. time fucking was. Uh, the first time I was coming to Mexico, I got oh, I, I tested two days before because you had to get a negative test. And I packed my, you'll never believe this shit, packed my bag. I was going to be away for like four months. So my parents both came in the car with me uh, and my sister was there to say bye at the airport. I put my bag in the car and my guitar's on, got all my, all my documentation that you needed. It was like a whole thing. And I got a phone call from the, from the testing clinic. And they're like, hey, Mr. Andrucci, um, just want to let you know that your uh, your test results came back as positive, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, no, seriously. <laughs> so I had to. I was on my way to the airport, so I had to. We drove Fuck up, sake. and I was like, no, I want another test. So I went to a different facility, got another test, and I'm like, yeah, you're 100 positive. <laughs> so I had to move my trip back 10 days. Oh, um, but that first time like killed me. I was like, I remember the first day I started to feel a little bit shitty. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a workout, sweat out, and. Every piece of evidence, uh, uh, not evidence, sorry, energy that I had just drained out of my body for like a week. And I was just sat there on the sofa dying. Yeah. yeah. That sounded really dramatic. It wasn't that bad. But. <laughs> yeah, shit. I still managed to drink beer. Shit got brutal. Well, I'm glad that we're past that. I'm glad totally. that we got to, got to hang out yeah. today. I'm, I'm excited to... I'm, I'm going to have to pop out. You're going to get me to go to Losers more because I want to go and watch you watch you boys at Losers and and all, all of that stuff. And and the podcast is awesome. Talking Scotch, it's available on all the platforms. All the platforms. We and, got a new episode out and today. We, and, and we got music. You got music out. Callum Kerr, Chris Andrucci, Foreign Wall. We got to come up with a name for... Yeah, if he's uh, foreign wall, and then who is he? I was uh, I was playing with Mark Oriot the other week, and he was like, he used the same joke, and I was like... <laughs> I was like, at least he's got the mullet. Yeah, you like, like, called you foreign wall. Call me foreign wall. You need to grow your hair out a little bit. Now, playing with Mark Orrick can mean a number of different things because that guy is always a party. So, oh, yeah. you like, well, you know what was weird? Like playing, he, playing music, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, like, he's a he's a token DJ. Like you, we call Mark Orient. We like do you? It's like do you know the Muffin Man? Or we go do you do you know the Mushroom Man? The oh yeah, his oh, name's Mark Orient. Did he tie one on in Key West? Yeah, see, yeah. Oh yeah, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna see Mark for another week. Well, last time last gone. year in Key West, like I. <laughs> He's probably gonna hate me for saying this, but like I was scooting home like fucking lit, you know, as we do down there. And I, I hear, I, I look over, there's like a one of the scooters on the side, and like somebody's like standing holding their knee, and I'm like, what the fuck? And Mark, I look over, Mark's got a orgasm donor T-shirt on, yeah, a hat, a a, gl- a glitter hat that like lights up, and he's got like a blood coming out his knee. He's like, I'm like, dude, you okay? And he's like. Well, he said, I just fell off my scooter. And I was like, <laughs> he was fucking lit. Like, yeah, he goes crazy yeah. down there, but yeah. I love that guy. He actually just cut one of my new songs. That's right. Side of the yeah, Dark. Yeah. Side of the dark. Oh, yeah, This Side of the Dark. Yeah, that's on that. Great I love, song. fucking love that song. Very, uh, very happy with it. it was How's really that cool performing? Good. I think I think they've been doing pretty good because they're both independent, Brian and Mark. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's... Uh, it's been cool, yeah. I think maybe ten thousand streams or something. Good, nice. So. Yeah, is that all you need just to get it off the ground? Like, you know, you you see some artists and, and like I can't remember who I saw. It was maybe like, God, it was oh, it was it was when I was in Ibiza and this this girl, one of the extras on set. I'm like, you know, sitting waiting to go on, and she's like, oh, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just you know, I'm acting in this, and she's like, oh, I'm a musician. I was like, oh, cool, and you know, she keeps church. So I was like, oh, well, where can I find you? And so, so she shows me her Spotify, and it's every everyone is like lower than a thousand, and you're just that to get over that is like, you know, that's really the main thing. You never want people to go on it. And it's like you know, four plays. <laughs> I know it's a big thing. Like nowadays, it's like just the way you, people perceive you. I know it's a shit thing, but your social media presence is is bigger than ever. Like it's numbers, yeah. numbers, numbers, and I don't like it. Even like I've had meetings for new pub deals, and even for publishing only, people are like, "What's your numbers?" I'm like, "Really." <laughs> Yeah, but the world's a different place now. The music industry is different, so we'll see what fucking happens. Yeah, we'll <laughs> let the podcast blow up and then yeah, hey, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get there. So y'all be sure to check out our boys. We appreciate you guys coming on. I knew this one was gonna run long, but we ran long, long. Oh shit! Today. What are we doing? Oh, well, we started at eleven oh nine. Oh shit! Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we talk a lot of scotch. We talk a lot of shake too. So, uh, Mark, uh, Mart, sorry, Matt. Thanks for having us on Mart. I was talking about Mark 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 Mark. together. Yeah, thanks um, for having us, man. Hey, appreciate dude, it. Really Cheers. appreciate you guys coming on. Um, really believe in what you boys are doing, and I'm excited to see where it all goes. And appreciate you guys coming on our, our new outside the round thing. You know, we do it out of the box. It's a little bit different than the typical. So, what are your musical influences? So, what is this? What is that? Sure. You know, we, we cut it up, talk some shit, have some fun. So, yeah. I appreciate you boys. Um, where can people find you on the, the social medias and stuff? You can get me at Chris A Music Official everywhere nice just callum under slash care under slash one wow. callum care wasn't available neither was callum care one but i'm never <laughs> going to be callum care two you know so i just put like <laughs> underscores on them all so so that's become you know that's all and that's on all social media we've that's got, fucking you know, and, we've, and we've got at talking scotch yes talking without a g talking which is actually scottish and country isn't it yeah it is it so is talking scotch don't know what that was. I just did there. But can we cut now? <laughs> Before Chris starts speaking country. <laughs> Foreign walling over here. Well, well, guys, thank you for watching another episode of uh, Outside the Round, uh, a Raised Rowdy Cheers. podcast. Be sure to look up um, look up our boys here, Callum and Chris. Follow Talking Scotch, great podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we've got to give some love to our sponsors, Whale Tail Media, Saxman Studios, our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency, and of course, our friends at Big Friendly Productions, looking to make 
get your merch. Hit up our friends at BFP. Well, for McElwain, Sweet Boy behind the camera, and the boys right here, thank you again for watching another edition of Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill. You all have a great rest of your day. We will see you next time. I ain't never been the kind for staying One place for too long been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love only got a couple tricks on my sleeve they usually just make